Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Hands down, most dangerous speech ever given by a president of the United States ever in the history of the United States by Brandon last night. Uh, This now cognitively, physically impaired, corrupt man in the White House. Not even a close second. I have never seen anything like this. Ladies and gentlemen, keep your head on a swivel around these people. Things are getting dangerous, but there's some good news. I'm an optimist. I know I don't sound like it, but I am. A lot to get to today. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Keep your online activity free from big tech's prying eyeballs. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino today. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show on this Labor Day weekend. A note on that in a second, too. Folks, the speech last night is a troubling breach. Red lines have now been crossed. You need to be very careful. But the fight back has begun. And I'm optimistic. I'm long on the United States. A lot to get to. Today's show brought to you as well by our friends at Relief Band. Folks, I went through a nasty bout with the whole chemotherapy thing. It sucked. Two thumbs down. Um, This is what helped me get through it. This is Relief. This is my actual Relief Band. You got to check it out. Relief Band's the number one FDA-cleared anti-nausea wristband. It's been clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, anxiety, migraines. That's what Paula uses it for. Hangovers, morning sickness, chemotherapy, and so much more. My daughter uses it when she gets sick on the boat sometimes. Relief band. It stimulates a nerve in the wrist through this little device right here that travels to the part of the brain that controls nausea. Then it blocks the signal your brain is sending to your stomach telling you you're sick. It's like the name says. It's legitimately a band you wear on your wrist to give you relief from nausea, and you change the intensity depending on how you're feeling to make it stronger or weaker. It's really that simple. I would have been lost with it during my uh, chemo sessions where you get nauseous a lot. Product's 100% drug-free. Non-drowsy provides all-natural, long-lasting relief with zero side effects for as long as needed. They just released their newest model. I have one here, Relief Band Sport. The sport's waterproof, has an extended battery life, and can even attach to your smartwatch. It's a really great product, folks. It's personal to me for a lot of reasons. So if you're finally taking that summer trip, it's been on your calendar since 2020. I've got good news. Right now, you can join the over 100,000 Relief Band users with an exclusive offer just for Dan Bongino Show listeners. If you go to reliefband.com, reliefband.com, use promo code Bongino. You'll get 20% off plus free shipping and a no questions asked 30-day money-back guarantee. Remember, it's better to have a relief band and not need it than need it and not have it. It'll be coming with me this weekend. <laughs> so, Joe. <laughs> so head to reliefband.com. Maybe <laughs> no, it's just a little bit this weekend. That's another story. Head to reliefband.com. Reliefband.com. Use our promo code Bongino for 20% off plus free shipping. All right, Joseph. It is Friday, so let's go, my friend. It's Friday. Yes, sir, it is. That's a very loud. It's Friday. Yes, really, man. We both a little break on Monday. We're going to have a show for you on Monday. I want you to check it out. It's going to be a compilation. You're really going to like it. So don't miss that. Uh, Just quickly, it is Labor Day weekend. And, you know, Joe and I and and Guy grew up in middle class working families. And uh, we just want to all collectively extend the deep debt of gratitude to all the tradesmen, craftsmen, uh, people out there who... Yeah, you know it, brother. Yes, you, sir. I mean, you, your whole family's been like that. Yeah. Joe's son, Joe, Joe's dad. You see those fingernails? Um, to all of you have dirt underneath them that is really hard to dig out. And to those of you who leave your work boots on the outside of the house and your work clothes, you know what I mean? A sincere thank you. You built this country. This country only rock and rolls because of you every day. That food on the shelf is there because of farmers and truckers that brought it there. And people who work in supermarkets who stock those shelves and feed you every single day. The supermarket's on because an electrician put those lights in and the water's only running through those pipes because of some plumber who did that. 
So thank you to everyone out there on this Labor Day for all your sincere efforts to keep this country going. I want you to know you will always have an ally in me. So thank you very much. And I'm sure Joe and Guy both echo this exact same sentiments. I know it matters to you, Joe, as well. Thanks, guys. It's important. Yep. That's our you guys out there and ladies are our audience. And we will always appreciate you. Matter more than anything. All right, let's get to the speech last night. A guy who matters very little to me, but unfortunately has a lot of power to make himself matter to me, Joe Biden. Last night was unquestionably the most dangerous speech ever given by a president of the United States in the history of the country. It's not even open for debate. I get it. It's an opinion. You're free to disagree. Um, but you're just insane if you think otherwise. Never in the history of the United States has a president of the United States, a president, not a candidate, not a candidate, the president of the United States, stuck a bunch of Marine guards, which I think I'm, I'm, I'm really horrified that he did that. I, I hold the, oh, well, I, I figured that for reasons that are much more personal to you than yeah. to me. I hold the Marines in the highest of regards. No, I'm not kidding. Outside of my family, outside of God and family in that order, I put the Marines like third. I wanted to be a Marine. One of the greatest regrets of my life, maybe the greatest, was not going in the Marine Corps. It's a long story. I've told it before. Staff Sergeant Williams, my recruiter, go through the process, get to the end. The NYPD calls and says, you got to report on Tuesday if you want the job. I figured, oh, I'll go in later. I'll go into the reserves later. It never happened. They call it jokingly the golden handcuff. Once you get in the NYPD or law enforcement, you never <laughs> wind up leaving. Greatest, it's true. Greatest regret of my life. They are the finest warrior force in the history of humankind. The fact that Joe Biden, had a, a, a beauty. Listen, they are obeying orders. That's they're literally obeying orders from the commander in chief. The fact that he used Marines behind him in this speech. Now, and let me be clear: using the military as a backdrop, folks, has been done by Republicans and Democrats forever. A yeah. point totally one hundred percent stipulated. Not for a speech like this. That's totally completely different. I have no problem with Democrats. Oh, I, I I did an advance for Barack Obama in Bagram Air Base in Afghanistan. I was the Secret Service lead. They were there celebrating the military. Barack Obama's a Democrat. I don't like Barack Obama at this point, personally or professionally. But I had no problem with him celebrating the military and people behind him giving the clap. Whatever. We do that. That was not last night's speech. Last night's speech was a vicious incredibly hostile incitement to violence for 45 to 50% of America that supports a make America great again agenda. I've never seen anything like this in my life. The use of the Marines was not an accident. It was a power play. I'll show you what I mean in a second. Here's the first cut. First, this guy is dangerous, folks. The man is dangerous for a number of reasons. He is inciting violence against Republicans and conservatives and Trump supporters. There's no doubt about that. His speech, if he's going to call us fascists and quote a threat to the Republic, I'll play that in a second. How do you handle threats to the Republic? You arrest them or you terminate them. This isn't a political argument. He's calling you a threat to the Republic. His words, not mine. First, this guy's dangerous, not just because of how he feels and what he plans to do, because he's corrupt. The guy's turning into a dictator right in front of your eyes. If we're not there already, we may be there already. 
He is clearly at this point, I'm not sure if he's cognitively or physically even there. Here's what I mean. Here's the opening of the speech. He barely gets a word out. He's coughing up half of one of his lungs. This is just disgusting. The guy, the guy sounds like he, he's fallen apart. Listen to this. Fellow Americans, <clears throat> please, if you have a seat, take it. I speak to you tonight <clears throat> from sacred ground in America. Independence Hall in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Folks, the guy can barely talk. I mean, he's opening up the speech. Like, clear your throat before. The answer is he can't. The guy's dangerous. It's clear at this point his health is not there. He's going to be 80, but he is a rather old 80. I know 80-year-olds. There's a guy in my gym in his 70s, closing, who is in, probably in better shape than I am. He knows who he is. Here's the most dangerous part of the whole speech last night. He, you are a threat to the republic. He uses his words very carefully. It's not an accident. This was not an extemporaneous speech off the cuff. These words were written and vetted through multiple people in the White House and were put in there very purposefully. The only way you handle threats to the Republic is imprisonment or death. These are not political disagreements. Here he is last night. Can you imagine a more perilous situation than the commander-in-chief in charge of our military, our DOJ, our FBI, Talking like this to 45 to 50 percent of America. Listen to this disgrace. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. There it is. His words, ladies and gentlemen, not mine, threatens the very foundations of our republic. How do you deal with that threat? Imprisonment or death? Reminds me of Nuremberg and Hitler's divisive speeches there it's terrible folks uh there was i was trending on twitter this morning uh, uh pedo hitler was trending this morning on twitter huh. this guy ladies and gentlemen uh we're in deep trouble with this guy i i have a bit of good news because i think a number of people even on cnn have started to with their motives for it or another i'm not suggesting there's some benevolent force now cnn they've had a change in management management a lot of them are trying to keep their jobs but Brianna Keeler and others at CNN even noted that the use of the Marines in a speech so divisive as this is definitely troubling. Whether their motives were benevolent or just to keep their jobs is it's a topic for another day. The point I'm trying to make is on a slight bit of slight, slight bit of good news. I think a lot of people on the left, they're starting to worry like where he's going with this. Not the liberals. They don't care. They love this. Make no mistake. I'm talking about sane, like West Virginia type Democrats. You know, Colorado outside of Aspen type Democrats. I think they're really starting to get concerned, some of them. I'm serious. I'm hearing it from friends of mine up on the Hill that there's like a whisper right now that this has gone a little bit too far. Why? Folks, Biden is in charge of our military, our DOJ, our FBI, uh, that we have weak people in charge of those entities. We have Merrick Garland, the most disgraceful weak human being to ever be the attorney general of the United States. The guy's a disgrace. If we had strong, powerful people over there, they would be threatening resignations today after that speech. Christopher Ray at the FBI, again, a weak, rather pathetic human being who will do whatever he's told to do. They're lemmings. They're lemmings. That's all they are. I'm going to put up a couple headlines and show you why I'm worried after this just disgusting, grotesque speech last night. You remember this piece from January of this year? The Justice Department, under Merrick Garland, by the way, is creating a unit focused on domestic terrorism. 
They're establishing a specialized unit focused specifically on domestic terrorism. You mean like threats to the foundations of the Republic, those kind of domestic terrorists? You mean like the MAGA people, he said, were the threats to the foundations of the Republic? Oh, oh make, make sense now what's going on? Right in front of your face, folks. They're not hiding it. Again, shame is not a tool to shame them. The only way to fight back is to cause them real material losses. Get these people a one-way ticket out of D.C. as soon as possible before it's too late. You think that unit and the domestic terrorism unit was a mistake? You think Biden's speech about you being a threat to the republic is a mistake? Maybe you should read this article from just a couple days ago by Dan Chayton at the Washington Examiner. It's about the FBI agent, Tim Tebolt, who was under fire for uh, the Hunter, Bio, Hunter Biden whistleblower claims. Remember that? Well, there's a little part of that article. Forget about Hunter Biden for a second. That's a whole other fiasco. So Biden says you're a threat to the republic. Garland early in the year has a domestic terrorism unit. And then there's an allegation Chayton talks about against this FBI guy not mentioned in the statement. It was FBI agent Tebolt's alleged role in pressuring FBI agents to reclassify cases as domestic violent extremism. Oh, even if the cases do not meet the criteria for such a classification. That's according to a whistleblower complaint, by the way. Tebolt was a subject of a complaint and that effort was meant to pad domestic terrorism statistics. You mean to add Jew to the investigative roster at the FBI? I'm sure they're totally unrelated, folks. You realize the danger zone we're in right now, how red lines are being crossed everywhere? Do you understand how dangerous this is? As I said, the, the, the small sliver of good news, maybe I'm being an unnecessary optimist. I'm open to criticism, folks. Um, but I'm long on the United States. We don't like tyranny here. The people who come here are the entrepreneurial types who flee tyranny. Just ask any Venezuelan or Cuban. Just ask them. They'll tell you. I don't believe there's space for this outside of maybe 60% of the Democrat Party, maybe 30%. I'm not sure if the math is exactly accurate. 30% of the population. I really do believe 60 to 70% won't tolerate the abuse like this of people of uh, 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 uses political targeting. I really don't believe it. Uh, on the speech, here's the last part. We need more of this, folks. The resistance, we're the real resistance, resisting tyranny. They tried to co-opt the term resistance. It's hilariously comical. They're not resistant. Lemmings, all of them are lemmings. Christopher Ray, Garland. I, I, you know, on my Fox show this week, and I, t- I recorded a few portions of it, I, me and Pete Hegseth absolutely go off on on the left and other people. Um, also, we, I, Dave Rubin's a guest on the show as well. We go off on how rage against the machine and the hippies of the left are now the rage for the machines, like kissing the ass of the machines, people, you know? Here was last night a protester. My hat uh, just tipped to this guy. You are fantastic. He was outside with a bullhorn. Uh, he had something to say to Joe Biden and got his attention. Thank you for this. Check this out. Throughout our history... America's often made the greatest progress coming out of some of our darkest moments, like you're hearing that bullhorn. Like you're hearing in that bullhorn. We need some more bullhorns out there interrupting Joe Biden's speeches. Yeah, if he's going to talk like a tyrant, and we need to talk as citizens. Folks, the rebellion's begun. The resistance has begun. Don't get baited. Don't get baited. They are begging for someone to do something stupid involving violence. They are begging. Believe me, they want this so bad. There is nothing they want more 
than weak Christopher Ray and pathetic Garland to use it as an excuse to do a massive crackdown on you for your social media posts about Donald Trump. I'm telling you. Folks, let me get to my uh, second sponsor. And I wanted the fight back has begun elsewhere too. We are the real resistance. And I want to give you a note of optimism on this Labor Day. And it's again, it's not signaling. It's not, you know, false optimism. I really believe that we had to hit rock bottom and Joe Biden hit it yesterday. There is no way this gets better for him at this point. <sighs> Freedom and liberty matter. They're not going to defend themselves. Folks, LifeLock. Um, I had my identity stolen a long time ago. It was really horrible. It took me about six months to clean up. Do you know texting scams or smishing, as it's called, are now on the rise? Defined as the mashup of SMS and phishing, smishing scams send you enticing or alarming smishing messages with hopes you'll reply with your bank account info, your social security number, or credit card details. The best thing you can do if you receive one of these fake messages is just block the sender. It's important to understand our cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. It affected mine. Your personal information gets exposed so often it makes it dangerously easy for a cyber criminal to steal your identity. Protecting your identity can be easy with LifeLock by Norton. LifeLock detects and alerts you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own. If you do become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it for you. They worked for me. I've been a client of LifeLock way before they were a sponsor. They're fantastic. Can't recommend them enough. Get it for everyone in your family. Listen, no one can prevent all identity theft. They're monitor all transactions at all businesses. But it's easy to help you protect yourself with LifeLock. Join now. Go today and save up to 25% off your first year. It's big savings. The website's lifelock.com slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O. That's lifelock.com slash Bongino for 25% off. Lifelock.com slash Bongino. Thanks, Lifelock. Always good to have you as a sponsor. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com, and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Folks, the fight back has begun. We're the real resistance. Um, it's not simply that Biden is inciting violence um, against conservatives. It's not just that the death threats, by the way, against me have picked up. I don't whine about it because, it's sadly, it's part of the business and the left loves violence. I mean, I could show you them and waste your time, but, you know, I've showed you a few. They're all the same. Um, are they all real? Probably not. A lot of them are probably from porn watching Hot Pocket Eaters in their mommy's basement. Uh, that's okay, but they're still there. Um, and it's grown, and it's grown under the Biden administration. And I bet I'm not the only conservative who can tell you that. But the fight back has begun where the real resistance. It's not just that they're inciting violence. It's that they're trying to censor our ability to speak out and fight back. You know, Tucker said it last night, and he's right. The primary tool of dictatorships has always been the censorship of political opponents. That's what we're living in right now, a dictatorship. Yep. Biden has crossed the red line. There's no question about it. It's not what he says. It's what he does. Look at what dictators do, right, Joe? Look at the list of what dictators do. A, B, C, D, and E. Biden's doing all of them. Right censoring, attacking, locking people up, inciting violence against them. Every single thing dictators do, Biden is doing. 
Matter of fact, I think Guy, I'm going to title today's show. We always struggle over the titles. Is Biden a dictator? What do you think? Okay, you know, what do you think about that title? Well, We're doing this in live time. Do you like it? Eh, you yeah, sound crazy. Cut off the tater that's part. That's all right. <laughs> 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 Caught me off guard there. <laughs> Very good. Very good, Joe. So, just the news.com. Here's what I mean by the fight back. Very funny. The fight back has begun. So there's been a, this is the most important court case going on right now. Hat tip, the Republican attorney generals led by Eric Schmidt. He's also a uh, candidate for the United States Senate in Missouri, a guy I supported during the primary. I don't get involved in too many primaries. I thought he was the best guy. This is the most important case going on right now. He has made it now, apparently past the discovery phase and gotten a hold of some emails and communications between government officials and the Biden administration and big tech. There's a just the news article. It's at my newsletter. Folks, we added 133,000 new emails in the last week to the newsletter. Thank you. That's a lot. It's, it's, of course, it's absolutely free. There's no cost. It's Bongino.com slash newsletter. I will send you, I will not spam your email box. I promise we will send you these articles every morning. Bongino.com slash newsletter. This one you got to read. Just the news, Greg Piper. Document dump in Biden tech collusion suit reveals a massive sprawling censorship. The plaintiffs. So the DOJ provided a list of 45 officials. By the way, at least 45 we know about from just within HHS and DHS. But Facebook identified 32 and YouTube 11. Those two lists include White House officials, and had many names left off DOJ's list, the plaintiffs said. Twitter's list of nine revealed senior state contacts. In a nutshell, these Republican attorney generals are like, we want to see who from the government is demanding big tech censored information. And they got it, at least some of it. it they noted this, too, as well from the piece, that these federal officials, remember, the government cannot censor people through big tech. Government can't censor because of the First Amendment. But they can't ask big tech to do it either. Well, Dan, that's exactly what's happening. Exactly. That's why this is the most important case going on right now. They noted that federal officials often seem to use alternative channels of communication. Oh, would it like a Hillary Clinton server? To flag specific posts and content for, content for censorships, the plaintiffs allege. Citing a misinformation reporting channel Facebook set up for the CDC and Census Bureau officials. The tech platforms are resisting this discovery, citing the Stored Communications Act, the plaintiff said. Folks, they are in a world of freaking trouble right now. Please trust me on this. I don't want to over-dramatize it, bombshell stuff, get all crazy. I'm just telling you, this is a clear, established court precedent violation. You cannot, govern as government officials... Demand big tech do what government can't do itself. You cannot deputize people to take down free speech. This is what dictators do, which is exactly what the Biden administration is. This case is so crazy, folks. Schmidt and these attorney generals on the Republican side got a hold of these emails. This is from a Clark Humphrey. It says EOPWHO. That's executive office of the president, right? Folks, this is crazy. Apparently. They wanted a Fauci parody account taken down too. This is bananas. 
This is crazy. A Fauci parody account. Lord Acton warned us what? Power corrupts absolute power, corrupts absolutely. Do you see what happens when you open the door to misinformation? You say, well, government has an interest in vaccine misinformation or whatever. And then all of a sudden you grab that power and it corrupts you and it corrupts your soul because you're weak. And then you say, well, if we can censor that, can we censor this? And then it rolls downhill into Dr. Fauci doesn't want to be made fun of. So can we censor this too? Clark Humphrey, digital director, COVID-19 response team, the White House. Look at this email. Tell me we are not in the danger zone right now. But Schmidt's fighting back. He was on Tucker last night. He summed this up beautifully, talking about how devastating this is going to be for the government. Listen to me. Pay attention. I'm not messing with you. This is the most important case going on right now. It could dismantle the entire big tech government symbiote for censorship if this thing moves forward. Take a look. This is quite frankly, Tucker, the first time anybody's got a chance to look under the hood, right, of the communications between uh, the the uh, the Biden administration and with their big tech partners in their in their effort to outsource censorship, you know, and violate the First Amendment. And so. I guess the best way to look at this is in two buckets. What do we know from the documents that have already been provided? We know that at least 45 officials, government officials, have been identified as directly communicating with big tech, with Facebook, with Twitter to take things down. They had these weekly censorship meetings. Um, in addition to that, they also uh, were able to establish a, uh, uh, a verified flagging status for government officials to directly go uh, and censor. You had the uh, a senior official at Facebook directly communicating with the Surgeon General of the United States saying, hey, what can we do? And then a week later coming back and saying, we did that, what else can we do? Um, I mean, they effectively outsourced their censorship. The second bucket, Tucker, is the things that we don't know. We don't know right now. We know it's at the highest levels of government. But we don't know exactly how high and how wide this goes because the Department of Justice is objecting to a discovery to the folks in the White House. And they're claiming uh, executive privilege, which is nonsense because we're not even asking for internal communications. We're asking for communications with these third parties. First time we got to look under the hood. Folks, this is real trouble. This is real trouble. Any honest judge, I don't care who you were appointed by, Trump, Obama, Bush, it doesn't matter, has to look at this and realize this is clear censorship. Now, folks, I'm, I'm going to be talking to some of my legal team as well because I have been a target for censorship by a number of people as well who I am convinced may have been working with government entities to make me go away as well. And something that turned me on to this yesterday is a piece in New York Mag. Um, New York Magazine. They've been targeting me with a disinformation campaign for a long time. Remember Evan Osnard, that uh, guy who wrote that hilariously misguided hit piece full of garbage? They've been targeting me for a long time to get me censored. There's no doubt about that in my mind. This symbiote of people. I'm really wondering how many government people now are involved in this. I'm going to talk to my legal crew about this because this is important. I saw this yesterday. It's an article about the defunders. It's basically a bunch of censorship pushing leftists uh, with no real jobs. And they note in the piece, early this year, Bongino was banned from YouTube after violating its COVID misinformation policy by posting videos saying cloth and surgical masks were useless in stopping the spread of the coronavirus. 
which is weird because that's not exactly misinformation. It's now fact. So I'm wondering if that guy from the White House EOP, I'm wondering if he had a role in that. I'd like to know that. That would be really fascinating to see if they worked with anyone else, especially some of the entities discussed in this piece. Be a fascinating question, wouldn't it? Yeah. We'll see where that goes. All right, I've got a lot more to get to. Let me just get this treat to Dr. Oz, and then I want to show you, uh, I want to preview my show this weekend. They're treating us like infants, like children, like infants who can't survive without the government suckling on the government teeth, right? That's how they treat us, the government. I'm going to show you what I mean. Kareem Jean-Pierre, again, shamelessly lying about something. Just quick, um, I, the Dr. Oz campaign has taken the gloves off. Folks, I got no dog in this fight. Again, I, I just want to see the Republican win. I obviously think Oz is a better candidate than the worst candidate in the country. Uh, Fetterman, loser, daddy's little boy, paid for him his entire life, never had a real job. Uh, Fetterman's a communist. The, how in Pennsylvania you could vote for a communist, I'd be stunned. So Oz's team has clearly taken the gloves off. You see this tweet, Key? Fetterman tweets out this fundraising email, breaking news, I need money, basically. For the first time ever, Republicans are outspending me on TV this week. Oz's campaign tweets back. Have you asked your parents for more allowance? (laughs) Good job. Oz, Oz, listen, you and your team, whatever you're doing, gloves off, man. Gloves off. It is time to play ball. Pennsylvania is a scrappy state, man. Just go to Pittsburgh, Philly, Scranton. Just go around Pennsylvania. You'll see it, man, everywhere. Lancaster, these are scrappy folks. They want a fighter. You're doing the right thing. All right. Hey, I'm Mizzen in Maine. I wear Mizzen in Maine. You ever see me on uh, Instagram or on Truth posting pictures? You'll see uh, Mizzen in Maine on. I love Mizzen in Maine. You got to check out Mizzen in Maine. M-I-Z-Z-E-N and Maine. M-A-I-N. Mizzen in Maine. They're the inventors of the performance fabric dress shirt. Mizzen in Maine combines the comfort and flexibility of your favorite athletic wear with the fit and style of a custom dress shirt. The clothes are amazing. They are super comfortable and they look good. You want to look good, right? Their dress shirts are machine washable, so you can skip those trips to the dry cleaner. Think of all the time and money you'll save. On a hot day in Washington, D.C., Mizzen and Maine's founder saw a guy running up the hill in a sweat-soaked, wrinkled, super uncomfortable dress shirt and thought there's got to be a better way than this. They were the first to use performance fabrics in men's workwear. And 10 years after starting, unquestionably still the best. They may have gotten famous for their dress shirts, but Mizzen and Maine now makes uh, incredibly comfortable flannels, no-tuck shirts, performance polos, chinos, and so much more in performance fabrics with modern tailoring. You see me on my local sometimes doing videos. People sometimes ask me what I'm wearing. It's typically Mizzen and Maine. And they've got over 30,000 five-star reviews, so you know they make a great product. Right now, if you go to MizzenandMaine.com, M-I-Z-Z-E-N, A-N-D-M-A-I-N, MizzenandMaine.com, and use promo code DAN. You'll receive $35 off every regular price order of $125 or more. That's $35 off when you go to MizzenandMaine.com and use our promo code DAN. Go today. Clothes look great, feel great. MizzenandMaine.com, promo code DAN. Check it out. Thanks, Mizzen and Maine. We appreciate it. 
With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. So, folks, they treat you like infants. It's going to be the subject of my monologue. Let me let you in a little secret. I recorded the monologue yesterday. Uh, you know, people always tell me, don't tell people behind the scenes. Why? I don't care. You're my audience. You deserve everything. I recorded pieces of the show. Um, and the monologue, in the beginning, I actually re-recorded the open. The open is completely out of my head because I was passionate about it. It's not a prompt or open. But I liked it, the first one. But I actually re-recorded it because I was like, you know what? I'm actually more fiery after that. And I think we should do it again. So I want you to watch version. I think it's much better. It's about exactly this. How government is trying to make infants out of all of us. Actual infants relying on them for everything. An infant, the parents leave, infant dies. Can't feed itself. Can't change its own diaper. Can't do anything. That's what they want from us. And one of the things I mentioned in the monologue is the things we do to infants and young children is sometimes we lie. We tell them fairy tales. You get the point. And some of your kids may be listening. So you know what I'm talking about. We tell them things, you know, around holidays. And so you get the point, right? We don't need to go any further. We do that. Is it a lie? Are we deceiving that? Oh, whatever. We can have that argument another day. But we tell them fairy tales sometimes. And they believe it. You ever notice the Biden administration does the same thing? They tell you things so hilariously false that you got to say to yourself, are they storytellers? Are they Teddy Ruxpin? Are they fairy tale critics? This is so obviously false. Like we can just go to the interweb and, and we can just prove it false instantaneously. Here's what I mean. Here is Karine Jean-Pierre, the worst press secretary, unquestionably, in the history of the United States. Again, someone uniquely untalented at this. Here she is reinventing the history of school closures to make it seem like this was a Republican thing. Now, Again, to do actual reporting, unlike journalists, yes, a lot of Republicans in the beginning supported lockdowns, even school lockdowns. It was a huge mistake. The point is unquestionable, however, that once they realized this wasn't working, the Republicans and Trump said, open the schools, and the Democrats and the union said, no, that's not even a debate. Here's Corrine Jean-Pierre trying to retcon and rewrite history. Just suggesting that, it, no, 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 it was the Republicans who wanted the schools shut down and Biden came in and opened them up. This is hilarious. Check this out. The National Assessment of Educational Progress uh, is, has this new testing that shows that nine-year-olds lost ground in both math and reading in pretty dramatic ways as a result of the pandemic. Um, what is the president going to do about it? What is the administration going to do about this severe learning loss? And... Does the administration shoulder any blame for not pushing schools to reopen sooner? So let's step back to where we were uh, not too long ago when this president walked into this administration, uh, how mismanaged 
of the pandemic, the response to the pandemic was, uh, how 47% of schools uh, were, uh, in, in less than six months, uh, our schools went from 46% uh, to, to open to nearly all of them being open to full time. That was the work of this president. And that was the work of Democrats, in spite of Republicans not voting for uh, the American Rescue Plan. Oh my gosh, they are really, they think you're stupid. They are treating you like small children. They think you're idiots. If you live in a Democrat state run by Kathy Hochul, formerly Andrew Cuomo, Gavin Newsom, Pritzker or others, your schools were shut down when Republican states opened up. Do they think you don't know that? But they think you're dumb, like little babies who aren't very smart. They can't be. They haven't developed these cerebral capabilities yet. Folks, hat tip, there was a Twitter user, I saw this, put this montage out of headlines. Just in case, again, you needed evidence that it was Trump and the Republicans pushing to open schools. Here are headlines from left-leaning outlets. CBS News. Trump pushes states to reopen schools this fall amid coronavirus pandemic. CNBC. Trump pushes to reopen schools, says closures will probably cause more death. CNN. The very clear dangers of Donald Trump's push to reopen schools. Politico, Trump's campaign open schools provokes mounting backlash, even from GOP. Ha! Vanity Fair. Trump's, you notice how I got to throw that in there? A few rhinos. Trump's schools reopening push is looking more and more idiotic. New York Magazine, Trump's push to reopen schools is going to backfire. A few more? New York Times, how Trump's push to reopen schools backfired. And more? We could go on all day, folks. With Ron DeSantis uh, headlines, we could go on all day. Now, it's weird how the government, the coronavirus uh, COVID misinformation task force or whatever, illegally censoring data for, quote, mis and disinformation. It's weird how they're not fact checking Corrine Jean-Pierre in this for obvious disinformation. It's almost as if it's not about disinformation, but about politics. Strange, right? Speaking of disinformation, where are they on this? Biden gave a speech the other day about firearms. Did you see it on Tuesday? where he spouted out a bunch of hilarious nonsense about a, uh, a, a AR-15, 556, 223 rounds traveling at, you know, five times the speed of every round. And uh, the guy's just crazy. He's a crazy person. So where are the disinformation specialists on that? The answer is nowhere. One of the things he did as well, you can see this Washington Examiner piece be in the newsletter today, is he raised this canard again about the assault weapons ban. Reducing the number of mass shootings in the 90s. That's not what happened. That is disinformation. He is lying. In truth, the examiner piece notes, the national murder rate plunged for a full decade after the assault weapons ban expired. The specific assertion about mass shootings requires cherry picking the definition of the phrase. Where's the disinformation team on that and the fact checkers? The answer is nowhere. And what's the penalty for all this? Here's the good news. I told you I was going to leave you each time with a little bit of good news. Becky Noble wrote this piece, The Political Insider. Again, be in the newsletter if you want to check it out. Thank the Lord. And I'm not using his name in vain. I don't do that. Gunmakers are finally abandoning anti-Second Amendment states. They notice a, bun a bunch of companies that have left Massachusetts and other states and are now going to red states. Folks, this is good news. But I want you to consider this, too, aside of this piece, outside of the obvious business smarts from leaving states that hate your guts, New York, Massachusetts, Illinois, whatever they may be. Folks, in a, in a global crisis, we are the United States, and we should always remember that, uh, always. 
And we do have citizens in these blue states that really care and are conservatives and care about liberty and the Constitution. But I don't really think the blue states have thought this through. Folks, you know, again, I said yesterday, we live in the United States and we always assume peace and serenity because the homeland has never been attacked in a mass scale. I'm not talking about Pearl Harbor and 9-11, obviously, and there have been others too. I'm talking about a mass scale. I mean, a global land war on our soil, troops in your block. Do you notice how the defense infrastructure for the United States is going to find itself all in red states? Again, this is, this is, this is, the, this is such myopic thinking. For these blue states, should, if these are legal companies doing legal business, should say, oh, that's good. You know, we want the defense structure and the capital means to produce weapons and defense materials spread out throughout the country. Blue states haven't thought that through because they're stupid. That's what they do. Remember, uh, Beretta left Maryland in 2014. That, for that's the same in the piece. Yeah. That's in the piece. You'll went, see it right there. Tennessee. Good point. Yep. Yeah, you'll see it. Smart movie. Yeah, it's right in the piece. Good point. They're talking about Smith & Wesson and others, too. Um, all right, folks, moving on. I'm going to get to your questions in a minute, too. Um, I just wanted to address, uh, this is weird because, you know, we do questions for Dan on Friday. <clears throat> but I saw this on Twitter and I thought this is a question I would ask myself. Why? Because I get this question all the time. I, whenever I give a speech, I run in, I, whenever, every, I mean, the, almost 100% of the time. I'll get some young man or woman who will say, oh, how did you get here? How did you do this? Do you have any tips for me? So this is kind of a question for Dan from Dan before we get to questions for Dan. Apparently, Joe Rogan and Jordan Peterson did a podcast uh, the other day. I, I didn't see it. I'm, I'm, I, I will try to listen. I love Joe Rogan's show. And I really enjoy Jordan Peterson's commentary, too. And this guy at uh, Josh Lester Sells on Twitter did a little summation of what they talked about. And apparently, uh, again, I didn't hear it, so I'm taking his word for it. They discussed how to get wealthy in your 20s, how to be a millionaire in your 20s or something to that effect. And this guy, Josh Lester Sells, sums it up. He has a, a series of like five or six tweets about some of the lessons he learned from the podcast. And he wrote this on Twitter that one of the th takeaways was taking risks makes you lucky. You have to put yourself out there and go after what you want. Sometimes that means taking risks that might not pay off. But if you're not willing to take risks, you'll never achieve anything significant. And I thought to myself, Gosh, amen. If that's in that podcast and you gave people some of the best advice of your life, Joe Rogan is a multi, multi, Joe, Joe, Joe Rogan is a more than hundred millionaire. You got to remember there's wealth and there's wealth folks. There's people worth a million, people worth 10 million, people worth a hundred million. And then there's people who don't even know how much money they have. They're that wealthy. Okay. Believe me, I see it. So when people ask me, how did you do it between Rumble and all this other stuff? I always tell them a couple things. On that tweet about risk, the only thing I would update is, yes, you are going to have to take risks. Because if you're in your 20s, there's a pretty significant chance you don't have a lot of capital. In other words, you don't have $100,000 to throw around and invest. People who have a lot of money, like the Warren Buffetts of the world and the Bill Gateses of the world, folks, if they have a billion dollars and they put it in a CD, that I'm not, I mean, obviously it's a hyperbolic example, but I think Joe, you'll get my point. And the CD gets 2%. Folks, I got news for you. 2% of a billion dollars, a whole lot of money. <laughs> they can make a lot of money. Again, I know it's nominal, not inflation adjusted. I'm using a hyperbolic example by taking almost no risk at all. When you're a young man or woman, you don't have that option. 
your capital to grow into a million is going, you're going to have to take a substantial risk. But you have to take calculated risks. Know the people you're investing in, number one. Also, The Black Swan, Joe's favorite book. That's a joke for those P1s. You know what I'm talking about. It is a good book, though, by Nassim Taleb. He talks about this idea that you're going to have to collect opportunities. The only way to take calculated risks and not random ones is to spread the risk a bunch of number of opportunities. 1,000 of this guy, 5,000 of that guy, 10,000 of this guy. Folks, chances are 95% of those are going to fail. But if that one guy you invested $1,000 in makes you 500,000, it overwrote the 99 you lost on everyone else. Calculated smart risks by collecting opportunities. Don't turn down an opportunity to meet anyone if you can. Sooner or later, you're going to meet someone that's going to change your life. Folks, the parlor thing, the rumble thing, paralleleconomy.com, that all came from a very simple opportunity, meeting some people. That led to other meetings and other meetings. Collect opportunities. Second, folks, uh, you got to emphasize life skills. Again, I get this question a lot. It's Labor Day. It's the only reason I'm talking about this. I hope I'm not boring you to death. But people do ask me this all the time. Second, emphasize, emphasize in your life soft skills. I'm not messing with you. If you don't have the soft skills, the hard skills are irrelevant. I don't care if you're the greatest computer engineer in the world. If you look like a slob, you're not diligent, you don't pay attention to your work, and you don't show up on time, you're absolutely useless to me. Useless. I really don't care. I've never asked Gee once, like, hey, man, uh, you know, uh, what's, what's your computer skills? I don't even know. I just know the show gets put up. I know he shows up on time. I know he works on it. I know Joe has never missed the day of work ever in the eight years ever that we've been doing this ever. And believe me, we don't even take a lot of vacation. Sometimes I wonder why he doesn't complain more. <laughs> I shouldn't have said, now we'll start. I'll send will. an email to Paul tomorrow. More vacation. I mean, he's never missed a day off. The soft skills matter. Diligence, attention to small details. When you type up a report, make sure you're not missing periods, commas, and exclamation points. I'm not kidding. Invest in your appearance. Go and buy a good suit. You don't have to have 10 of them. Go and buy yourself some tailored clothes and a good pair of shoes. It's a lot of money. I get it. Get yourself a good pair of like Tom Ford shoes or something. It's an investment. You're going to invest in a car. You're going to spend $50,000 on a car. Go get yourself a suit. Invest in your appearance. Finally, public speaking. Make sure you are a fantastic public speaker. I don't care if you got to take a class, if you got to practice. You can't speak in public. You're useless to me. I got to know I can put you in front of people and represent. Speak clearly. Learn how to speak in public. That's my question for me. I get it all the time. Hope it was helpful. All right, let me get to my last sponsor, and then we'll get to questions for Dan. Some good ones today. Millions of Americans are waking up to a country they don't recognize. Well, they struggle to raise their families and pay the bill. The media and corporations are gaslighting them, pretending they're what's wrong with the country. Thankfully, there are some companies that still believe in America and our Constitution, and Patriot Mobile is one of them. They're America's only Christian conservative cell phone company. They're on the front lines fighting for the sanctity of life, religious freedom, and the Second Amendment. That's why Patriot Mobile is different from every other provider out there. Inflation's made it really hard on many Americans. Thankfully, Patriot Mobile has plans for almost any budget for you, your family, or your business, and they offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers. Get the same great service plus the knowledge that your money supporting the values that made America great and will again. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Dan or call 972-PATRIOT. Use the offer code DAN to get free activation. Special discounts are available for veterans and first responders because you deserve it. Join our movement. Make the switch today. patriotmobile.com slash Dan. PatriotMobile.com slash Dan or call 972-PATRIOT. Hey, one quick note before questions for Dan. My good friend, Jeremy Roenick, one of the greatest hockey players of all time, 
Um, he sent me this whiskey. It is Labor Day. Uh, this is another, but I have one downstairs. I tried it. It's fantastic. Uh, it has some coconut, uh, excuse me, some chocolate, vanilla, and orange. If they didn't pay, it's, it's just really good stuff. It's not me like doing him a favor, just good stuff. And I love Jeremy a lot. He's a warrior for freedom. So uh, check it out. It's called Whiskey in the Wild. The website is whiskeyinthewild.com. Uh, give you a little flask too, but this is some good stuff. Joe, um, I'm going to have him send you a bottle. You let me know what you think, all right? All right, yeah. Good stuff. Sure. Yeah, this is good stuff. Thanks. So check it out, Whiskey in the Wild. Yeah, man, Jeremy even kind of gave me a little autograph on that on that sucker. Jeremy Ronick, Whiskey in the <laughs> Wild. Thanks, Jeremy. Yeah, it's good stuff. All right, folks, time for questions for Dan. Question number one, at Rick Ebel. What are your plans for the holiday weekend? Uh, be down in Miami. I uh, got me. I'm not going to be with the whole family, but be down in Miami, relax a little bit uh, with Paula. So uh, going to enjoy that. Thank you. Uh, I know everybody here is taking a little bit of a break. It is Labor Day. And uh, thank you to all the laborers out there and craftsmen out there. I told you, you matter. Uh, at RD446BS, love listening to you. Hold the, heard the folks at Mar-a-Lago declined to turn the cameras off while the FBI was there. Do you think the American people will ever get to see those tapes? I do. It is impossible to keep information hidden. It is only a matter of time before they leak out. It's going to be fascinating to see them go through Melania Trump's underwear drawer, isn't it? National security, folks. See where Melania, what her undergarments look like. I mean, this is just unbelievable. Uh, at KS Mateo, Dan, how's Lucy? Give us an update. So Lucy's having a real problem. For those of you who are subscribers on my Locals account, I'm at D Bungino. Just download the Locals app. Uh, it, we own that at Rumble. I do exclusive content there. It's kind of like my own little reality show. It's just when I'm feeling in the mood, I record, you know, two to five minute videos. And I was talking to my subs the other day and I was telling about how Lucy, there's construction going on next door. And we had a really bad incident. My mother's dog, it's really old. I'm, I'll make this story short, but he's 16 years old, baby boy. And the trucks, the beep, 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 scared the hell out of the baby boy. Ran upstairs, he had a heart attack. He didn't die, but he's in really bad shape. They were going to put him down yesterday. So Lucy, who's never been scared of anything in her life, thunder, nothing, must have seen baby boy react to the trucks and said, oh my, I must be scared too. And now Lucy just sits in my office. Frankie, she freaks out all day. She's like, because the office is far away because she's so scared of the noise. So she's doing okay, I guess. But, you know, we're trying to, it's my dog. I love her. It's, it's like one of the kids, you know. I'll keep you updated. At Jacktron, this Jacktron gets a ton of questions in here. You guys, is, is this some kind of deal you and Jacktron have? Jacktron, we appreciate it. It's not an eye. <laughs> no, no, we pick these guys. Are you kidding me? This guy gets more questions on the show than I do. Joe doesn't get as much info in the show as Jacktron does. <laughs> hey, Dan, I was listening to Shapiro and Matt Walsh. They were saying the reason Republicans are having trouble in the Senate is because we shifted the spotlight back into Trump and away from Biden. You agree with that? Uh, I don't. Um, I don't at all. I, I love those two guys a lot. Uh, I have some history with them both. But, uh, you know, the great part about the Republican Party is we don't censor people. We respect disagreement. I 100% disagree. Um, you know, the highlight and attention on Donald Trump uh, caused 74 million people to go out and vote. I, don't, I just don't buy that. I don't buy it at all. I just think the Senate, there's the local races and some of these candidates on the Democrat side, some um, are figured out a message that they think is going to appeal to independents. It's as simple as that. Is it going to work? I don't think so. I think the environment's going to get ugly for them. This is my favorite question. At Miss Molly 20. I just moved to Florida three days ago. What the hell are all these bugs about? They're <laughs> everywhere on my brand new home. People say they're midges. 
How do you deal with this? Okay, listen. <laughs> I'm gonna. Here's the time for some straight talk. Guy moved to Florida. I moved to Florida. I love, fl- love, don't like, love it. I will never leave Florida. I have three houses here. All right, sorry, first world problems. I'm not trying. I'm just telling you, that's how much I love this place. Love Florida. The one downside, every place has a downside, okay? You got tornadoes in the plains. You've got a lack of water in the plains. You've got every, the one downside is there's about a three, four month period every year where what they call no seams, those are like the midges, no seams, river gnats, and the palmetto bugs just go wild. You see them. Sometimes you can see them. Guy says you can see them once in a while flying through the river gnats. You can't get rid of them. They just, it's the one downside. How do you deal with this? You just deal with it. I mean, I, you know, the, luckily the palmettos, the other ones, like, I just don't even bother. You put a little bug spray on, whatever. But the palmettos, those things are just like nasty. You can hit them with a bat and they don't die. They're crazy. So you, how do you deal with it? You just deal with it. There's, no, there's nothing you can do. It's a swamp. Hey, Dan, JoJo106. Historically, the pendulum has swung far one way, then eventually back the other way. You think this is the case with our beloved USA? I pray I live long enough to see it. Yes, I do. I am optimistic long run. I was asked by a caller yesterday why I'm optimistic about the long game on my radio show. Folks, we're surrounded by two huge oceans protecting us. To the north and the south are not sworn enemies of us. We're floating on a sea of natural resources. We have an enormous landmass. We have the world's biggest military and the greatest capital stock in the history of humankind. Even if everything broke bad tomorrow, we'd recover faster than everyone else. Hey, Dan, Mac the Knife won. This guy's been on before, too. Mac the Knife, I've seen that name. I was involved in several presidential support missions during my time in the military. Thanks for your service. I was in Baghdad when Obama was there in March 2009. I remember that trip. I was impressed with the can-do attitude of the Secret Service agents, but were there any times you would report back and say a mission was undoable? The answer may surprise you. Yes, there is. I was on a trip to Indonesia with Obama. None of this classified anymore. Trip already happened years ago, obviously. And they wanted to go to Kalabata Cemetery. It's there, kind of Arlington in Indonesia. And I'm telling you, folks, it wasn't doable. The staff desperately wanted to go. They wanted this picture with President uh, Susilio Bambang Yodhono at the time out there at their equivalent of their Arlington National Cemetery, Kalabata. And I said, we can't do it, man. I shut it down. I told him there's no way. There was open ground everywhere. I, I mean, we, we would have been dead. And I told him, I'm sorry. You're, you're putting up. I mean, could we have done it if we had to? Yeah, but the risk was unnecessary according to the reward. So yeah, I have shut stuff down. So have other agents too. At WJ Stark, how do I respond to libs who give Joe a pass on gas prices and inflation? This is, I love this. They say it's a global problem, Joe. And so none of it's Biden's fault. Oh. Um, that's always their answer. It's a global problem. Joe, um, this is going to be a hard question, so yes. prepare yourself. This is a question for Joe. We're on the globe, correct? This is... Yeah, last time. Think about, yes. Yeah, last time I checked. Okay. Yeah. Joe's got a little uh, globe in his house. He spins it once in a while. He goes, I look, we're it. here. Yeah. He points to little, uh, little JoJo's, not so little anymore. This is us in Maryland. When your friends say it's a global problem, especially the oil prices, you say, really? Because we are one of the biggest producers, uh, and we could be one of the biggest exporters of oil on the globe you just mentioned. So how are we not a part of the global price problem if we are on the globe you just cited as a global problem? 
I'm just asking. Hey, Dan, at repair. At repair. Is that from Truth or Locals? You got a cool name, at repair. How'd you get that? I would scoop that up right away. What's your favorite movie of all time? I mean, I mean, come on. I'm going to embarrass myself because it's like every guy's favorite movie, but Braveheart, man. Of course, Braveheart. Yeah, I love Braveheart. It's a, a guy doesn't love that. It's the only movie I think I've ever seen in a movie theater twice and enjoyed it more the second time. Braveheart. Love it. Oh, perfect timing, Joe. And way to end the week. Uh, one small favor before we go, please either set your DVR or watch my show tomorrow, uh, Saturday night, 9 p.m. live. It's a good, the rebuttal is fire with the Democrat. I caught her in three separate lies in one statement. Call her out on all of them, this Democrat rebuttal. Saturday night, 9, unfiltered on Fox. And please subscribe to the show. It keeps us on the charts. I deeply appreciate that. Subscribe on Apple. Spotify, and Rumble, rumble.com slash Bongino. I will see you all next week. Thanks for everything. We really appreciate it. And have a happy Labor Day weekend. Good day, sir. You just heard Dan Bongino.